Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Top Chef for Hop Up. I'm Haley Strong. I am here today to talk about some food. We have we have our own block party. We're all on different blocks, um, but you know it works. Uh, Kurt Clark, what are you bringing to the block party? Oh boy, um, you know what? There's always a need for like utensils and flatware and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Perfect. Like well, well, seventeen people bring chips and salsa. I'll bring something to actually eat them off of. That's a great call. I think I'll bring a jug of sangria. Yeah. Ooh. Always good. And we have a guest today. Yes, we do. <gasps> Chantal Francis. Me? Welcome to the Top Chef for Oh my goodness. Thank Welcome. you so much for having me. A second person coming from the Canadian block, Ontario. Exactly. Just, just, just down the QEW from each other. Look at that, eh? So close. Well, and I'm ours, like but... your neighbor over in Michigan. So I could <laughs> yeah. just like jump over to Windsor and we could just make it a party. Yeah. Is you there know. a party in Windsor? I'm not uh, sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> we can meet in the middle somewhere. Hamilton, yeah. maybe. <laughs> what a thrill. <laughs> Chantal, we'll well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Tell us about your Top Chef journey. My Top Chef journey, I really thought that I was the only person that watched Top Chef, <laughs> like, to be honest. And it's surprising because, like, there's so many seasons, so, it, like, it has to have a huge fan base. But, like, I really didn't know anybody that watched it. So I've watched every every single season, every single episode from the very beginning live. So I was always watching it as it was going on. And even Top Chef Canada. So I'm, I'm pretty much a super fan. I don't remember, like, all the past winners, like some, you know, some people do. And I'm just like, I remember their face um, and obviously some of the more famous people that have come to the show, but I definitely, I definitely am a super fan. So I love Top Chef. I love, I also, th- I also think Top Chef is one of those shows that the winner isn't necessarily like the most successful person to come from this season, kind of like America's not next top model of it all. Um, because I recently did like a full rewatch of every season and there was a couple seasons where I was like, I genuinely don't know who wins. And I have seen this season, but I just can't remember who wins. So it was a fun surprise, honestly. Yeah, I'd probably forget. If I did a rewatch, I'd probably be like, who was that again? Uh, or they look familiar, but they have like gray hair now. And I'm like, mm, 
I don't know who you are, but yeah, I think I should go back and do a rewatch. Maybe it's with my best friend. So my best friend and I have always been kind of foodies. We lived in Montreal together and we used to always go to different food restaurants, like different restaurants and we knew all the different chefs. And so she recently got started watching Top Chef and she's like, oh my God, where has this been all my life? I can't believe I've never watched this. And so maybe doing a rewatch with her and maybe have her come on and chat with me on my channel um, could be a fun little bonding moment for us. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, but yeah. season, season 19, what have you been thinking so far about Top Chef Houston? I've been really enjoying it. I, I still am in awe by that doppelganger cha challenge. Like I like that's the only one that just pops out. It stands out in my mind. I thought it was so creative. I thought it was like the food just looks so good. I come from the creative background. So like seeing different elements of creativity coming out through food, it was just like that challenge just stands out in my mind as probably my favorite and the best challenge I've, I've ever seen, I think, on Top Chef. I loved it. So I love the yeah. season so far, but that Good. challenge just stands out. I also really love that challenge. I was just was blown fun. away by it. Um, and who, who are your favorites? Who are you rooting for? Um, right now I'm rooting for Damar and Damar is like, he's just so quiet. Like, you know, he, he, he's unassuming, but then he's always has like the top dish and he's always the best and he doesn't really, you know, give too much. Like, I think that he, I would love to see him win because I, I feel as though he holds back emotionally a lot, but I think he has a lot to bring and his food always looks amazing. He always is very creative and you can tell that he he cooks from his heart. So right now, Damar stands out as a front runner for me. I was really into Jackson until <laughs> what happened last week. I was like, Jackson, I had you picked as like the top three or top four. And you were definitely one of the worst front of house I've ever seen on the show. Oh my show. God, it was so bad. He, he kind of plummeted there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back from, from Last Chance Kitchen um, because I think he is a very strong chef, um, but maybe not so strong in the front of house scene. Yeah, it was tough. It was a tough, uh, it was a tough go for Jackson. Um, I think something <laughs> else about Damar is I feel like you're right. He's like quiet and calm but they also set up every single episode to make it seem like he's going home even this episode i felt like they were like, like oh my god yeah even this episode i was like oh my god is damar going and ethan just looked at me he's like he has immunity i'm like oh yeah I'm like, oh i know i was worried when with the his um his corn cakes uh, that was they weren't cooking and i was like oh my goodness and then i was like right he has immunity so yeah i was like it doesn't it, it doesn't matter and also he ended up doing great so like what does it matter like i don't know I just, every episode it feels like they're setting them up like oh this isn't gonna work out oh it's the best carrot cake i've ever had oh this isn't gonna work out oh these hoe cakes were just fantastic like every every time it's like oh okay this is going to work out for him no problem i like that the padmas started to call him out on his lack of expressiveness in terms of the emotion it's like we talked a little bit about i think i think it was it was damar that we we kind of compared to uh eddie uh, in terms of uh, from previous seasons where mm -hmm. in terms of just not being very expressive or kind of, you know, hiding what he's feeling or not being effusive with joy when he should be. So um, I'm glad that at least they're starting to have some fun with that on the show. I mean, I feel like it's like a subtle winner's edit if I like Ooh. play with what they're doing here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I would like to see him win. So far, he's really, I, I really enjoyed his presence on the show. Yeah, I would have to say Jamar and Evelyn are my top two. Oh, Evelyn, yeah. And like, I'm enjoying Buddha a lot too. And I'm enjoying Jay. Honestly, yep. at this point, everyone on the season, I'm like, I love this. I'm happy with any outcome. It's true. 
I, there's yep. nobody that I dislike. Because we're down to six. Well, six and someone in last chance. I yeah. Guess, so, um, do we know? Do we know when uh, the last chance kitchen person's coming back? Um, in this episode, this this most recent episode, Tom didn't give a hint yet. So I know it's not going to be next, next week. week. Maybe <laughs> the week following. Maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah he hasn't started doing the countdown of like you've only got two more challenges to go, and and we don't know if it's one of those situations where like this most recent time. Uh, you know, there was kind of a double elimination that was immediately followed by somebody coming into the kitchen. So we don't know if there's going to be, if there's going to be a double, that might be a kind of a precursor to somebody returning. But uh, at this point, I'm going to guess when it gets down to four people in the competition proper, maybe they'll bring in someone from LCK as a fifth, yeah. but that's my best guess. But then I was also like, and, and it didn't work out this episode, but it was also very much feeling like all the dishes were so good. I was wondering if they were just going to say nobody's getting eliminated. Yeah. Like you guys all put your heart you all did fantastic. And then like next week be a, a twofer and then have LCK come back after. I mean, it didn't and didn't pan out that way, but I really, I really like thought it might be coming. I, I had the same feeling, um, except then there were, there were like two like a couple times where Padma very specifically said, but it is a competition and somebody does have to go home. I was like, well, after the second time she said that, I was like, we're not going to get lucky enough to have all, everybody saved, but, but she's right. You know, somebody yeah, does have to go home. Sure. And also once they kind of went to Ashley's dish and said, Oh, like this is not, I was like, okay, we are getting somebody go home. It's not necessarily Ashley, but we are seeing some, a little bit negative feedback. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, the quick fire this episode, you know, I love when they go vegetarian. I love when they just say, screw the meat. Um, and go vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I love it when they go monochromatic, but I, I, do, I love that too. I love that too. Um, I have a great time. I don't know. I really like this challenge and I like, I mean, just seem really like let loose this season. So, um, you know, her saying like, there's been too much meat. I am so excited for a vegetable. <laughs> like, thank God. Um, and I thought it was, and we see, um, Naisha who is on, I want to say that. Texas. I, that yes. Okay. I only that, know that because yeah, I was, I, I, because they labeled her as being from Texas, okay. Top Chef Texas. That's okay. the only reason but, I know that. But, but isn't she also on that show with Gordon Ramsay right now with like the levels of the, the floors? And she, um, I believe she is one of the co-hosts. I think yeah. you're right. So I, I, was like, watched... I was like, I just, one episode or two episodes myself cool. as well. And I was like, I feel like she, there's three different chefs and they all pick their team. And I really believe that she is one mm-hmm. of like the team captains herself, think, yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Right. And there's another chef that I can't think of right now. And then there's, um, like I, I, I completely when they brought her on, I knew her most immediately from was a tournament of champions. Yes. The guy, yeah. So yeah. So that's what I knew her from, and like I had to literally, like, check to see if the show was correct that she was on Top Chef Texas because I do not, I don't remember her from that, but I remember her very specifically from Tournament of Champions. Yeah, I, I feel the same, Kurt, and also in our big rewatch, Top Chef Texas was the only one we skipped because I hate that season. Why? (laughs) It's just so uncomfortable. There's some like not so great girl bullying going on. Um, The winner was like, first of all, he just like so dominated the competition. It wasn't fair. And also he like is not that great of a person as it came out afterwards. Can you remind me of who this is? That's what I was, yeah. His name is Paul. Paul. I think Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He just he was in uh, Texas pretty recently. 
No. Oh, okay. It was like it was 2011. 10, oh, okay. Never mind. Not a reason at all. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's Paul. Not remembering Paul, though. Yeah. Oh, I kind of remember that face, but yeah. I don't remember anything about his personality or or anything like that. Yeah, so I yeah, we just didn't we just didn't rewatch Top Chef Texas, but Naisha, I'm glad to have her here because I really liked her on Tournament of Champions. I started following her on Instagram after that, and I really like her content. So um, I was really happy to see her here. Um, so the quick fire create a monochromatic vegetarian dish, and they pulled knives to get their colors. I was really hoping they would like be able to fight for the colors, but whatever. Um, Not with knives though in the hands, <laughs> hopefully. No, 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 just run to it. Yeah. Oh, you wanted like wait when you wanted them to like oh you wanted them to like make a dash for the basket. Yes, I don't food. want them to like joust for it. Okay, you wanted you wanted them to like say oh I see the bushel of red peppers and strawberries yeah. and you want them to shove you. Okay. Yes, that's what I want. I want okay. them to like run to it. I know I don't want them to have a knife fight in the middle. What kind of person do you think I am? I mean, I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> oh, I love this um this quick fire as well. Um, you know, I said already that I'm from an, an arts background, and I went for I did a fashion marketing and like fashion type you know diploma at one point and my favorite one of my favorite class was color theory and so we always were playing with different colors whether it was making you know the color wheel or having to do certain assignments in monochromatics or whatever certain different color color combinations and so I really I was like oh this is so fun I love monochromatics and I love playing with colors so I thought that that was really fun and at one point in my life I was a raw vegan and so I do love when people start playing just with with um, vegetables because I love seeing the creativity that comes out and showing that you can actually make food that tastes good without meat. So, yeah, if, if, if the only way they could do this was to make it a veg forward challenge, I think like in terms of other, otherwise they were, you, you don't have a lot of color going on in terms of the, the meat world, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was, I agree. I've not had enough vegetables in my diet of late. So, you know, I actually kind of wish I had been able to try some of these. Yeah, I'm trying to gravitate towards having more like veg main dishes. It's just nice to like change it up. I just get tired of the same stuff. And so I like kind of, I just feel like their vegetables can be so versatile. Um, so I, I really love seeing this challenge. Um, Buddha pulled white. He was a little like not thrilled with it. He was like, I'm, I like a lot of color. I also like don't do monochromatics. That's not really what I do. Um, but he made cauliflower and cheese with Vodavon and salted grapes. Um, I mean, as as we have come to expect from Buddha, this was an absolutely stunning dish. Padma and Naisha thought it was great. Um, it was obviously in the top, so they were they were thrilled to thrilled to get this dish. Um, and we just kept on trying with some good dishes. Luke had his um what I'm guessing is his first good dish of the season, our poor friend Luke. <laughs> It was like he was like a toddler daycare. Oh, honorable mention to Luke. Yeah, You're was... not in the top babes, but oh, thank you for showing up. It makes so, like ten don't weeks mind in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Luke had pulled purple. He made a roasted cauliflower with cabbage, purple potato, puree, and brown butter carrots. Wow, cauliflower was really pulling a lot of weight in this challenge. There's a lot of different color of cauliflower. It's so versatile, cauliflower rice, cauliflower puree. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people use cauliflower. See, when uh, it, here's the thing: when when Luke was given the honorable mention, I tried to 
can I look at that through the lens of the editing? Just like, oh, does this mean like he's on an upward trajectory mm-hmm. from the quick fire to the elimination that he was going to like, I thought, I thought like he was going to do better. Gonna, I thought he was going to do better. I thought he was going to be safe or, not, or at least he wasn't going to go home. Um, and I thought maybe he had a chance in last chance kitchen, like that there was gonna be some sort of, no, no, Luke's Luke's out. Luke's completely out. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Luke. I feel. Yeah. I just feel bad. I just. I think I've said it a couple times on the podcast. Just because you're a great chef doesn't mean you're a great Top Chef contestant. I think yeah. that's kind of what has happened to Luke. Unfortunately, is hey, like it's you're a great cook still. It's just this is not your format, and that's fine. Yeah, we finally got to see I think more of his personality in this episode, which I guess should have been a big clue. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like the. the I don't, I don't, this is like one of the first honorable mentions we've had. It just feels weird. Like, like, like you said, it was like a kindergarten teacher calling out like a participation trophy. It's like, you just didn't suck. So good job. Yeah. Which well, is, maybe they knew uh, though that he would most likely be the one that would get the, the ax because like maybe with the caliber of the other chefs, they were just would be assuming that maybe he wouldn't be doing so well. And so they wanted to kind of prop him up a little bit before they took him out. Yeah. Unless somebody obviously did terribly, you know, he might be saved, but maybe they just anticipated him being being the least uh, successful chef this episode. Yeah. Oh, poor Luke. Poor Luke. Poor, poor Luke. guy. <laughs> um, and then Ashley pulled yellow. She made curry vegetable puree with marinated curry vegetables. I wish I had a little more like context to this. It's just it. This is probably my least favorite plate because it was just like, here's curry vegetable puree. What's in it? Vegetables. What's on top? More vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> I think with with like Buddha and Ashley, like between white and yellow, it could have very easily drifted into beige and blah. But I don't think either of them did. It sounded like this was just more. Eh. Well, and also with like, if, if I'm thinking what it would taste like, having the curry flavor with all those root vegetables. So even Padma was kind of suggesting that she she did like um, sweet potato, but then she did like another like a yam or something mm-hmm. like that, and they both were curried, and then they kind of same consistency, same texture, kind of same taste. It kind of probably all just tasted like curried baby food. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking in my head. You know? Yeah, it's just you have some some that's uh, pureed and some that's marinated, but otherwise it's all curried vegetables, right? With- yeah, so the, the, I'm wondering if the, like how much the, the texture was an issue then. Probably big time. Yeah. Just too like, bleh. <laughs> uh, Jamar was in the top. He pulled green and he, he at least seemed like disappointed yeah. about green. And I was like, that's the best one. So easy. Not easy, but yeah. But, but like, you have so many options. And he made a harissa glazed broccoli with uh, tremula and avocado puree. This just looked absolutely fantastic. I think presented with the list of this, that's what I would be ordering. And he won. So good on him. And I, I was trying to figure out if they were, obviously they could pull ingredients from elsewhere in the kitchen, but I'm wondering if they, if, but like whether it was like, you know, spices or seasonings, but I'm just wondering like to what extent they needed to, they were required to, I don't know if they were required to only use the produce in the baskets or if they could expand beyond that as long as the final presentation read into the colored theme. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure because obviously they could use like their pantry staples, like, you know, like salt, sugar, or any of the spices, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I wonder if they were limited to what was in the basket for the actual, um, product. Hmm. 
Yeah, he seemed, yeah. he did seem that's right. He did seem disappointed, and 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 that was the thing is in. And I agree. It seemed actually maybe this on the surface would have been the easiest. Maybe that was his reaction because you you think veggies, you think green. Yeah. But yes, embrace well, it. You won, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and like the fact that he had an avocado puree on the bottom, like I'm obsessed. Like my mom is from Jamaica, and so with every meal we always have avocado with all food. Like it's always just like she calls it pear, um, and it's just <laughs> always like always have a piece of avocado. So just like it, it for me, it's like oh, that's something that I'm definitely going to resonate with because like I love having avocado with all types of food, like all my food, avocado. Yeah, I believe the uh, uh, avocados are also known as alligator pears, right? I think that's a. Oh, uh, I guess nickname. that makes sense. Yeah. I saw I got I got my Food Network magazine subscription in the mail this week um, and they they have a recipe for like a grilled avocado with a chili lime salt. And I'm very excited to try that. See, I, I got my Food and Wine magazine in the mail this week and it's all about rum. So I'm happy there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I want a subscription to that. I don't know if they deliver to Canada. I feel like I looked into it. And maybe got distracted and then never signed up. I don't know what happened, but we'll 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 look at it. We'll look at it again. I love getting magazines in the mail <laughs> i love magazines i have too many i keep them all i just i love i love them next so much. week on hoarders i mean <laughs> yeah it's like organized chaos but there's a lot of magazines there um jay pulled red she made a strawberry gochujang glazed beets with walnut puree uh fantastic i love a salty and sweet so like this is this is right up my alley i, I this is when i would have i love gochujang um, I like beets. I'm a part of the, I don't think they taste like dirt. Like a lot of people do. So I, this, this would have been really interesting. You're a beet for, bro. I'm a beet bro. Yeah. I'm yeah. Definitely I, a beet, beet broette, but, um, <laughs> I don't, the idea is strawberries though. Like I couldn't really picture what it tasted like. And I don't know if I like strawberries in that capacity. So I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but mm. everything else seemed like it was going to be tasty. Would you eat strawberries on like a goat cheese and walnut salad? No, you're I out. I really okay. don't like fruit on a salad. Oh, like, okay. Just, that's, like, fair. Just, that's fair. Like, maybe sometimes, you know, when they do like those mandarin oranges from a can on a salad, <laughs> yeah. I can maybe get through them. I'll just eat all the oranges first, whatever. Um, I don't like, you know, when I used to eat meat, meat, I didn't like cantaloupe with wrapped in bacon or wrapped in ham. Not a fan of that. Um, yeah. Watermelon and goat cheese. Not a fan either. So. <laughs> Maybe pineapple a very on pineapple on pizza fan. Okay, cool. okay, good. Good, good, good. good. So I can you're, say you're among friends here. Yes, because I've, I've had beet salads. They tend to go like like you said, like man. I see like mandarin oranges on there, or like so something more citrusy. So it would have been the strawberries and beets, and the gochujang would have thrown me. Uh, but I'm curious how I'm curious enough to have wanted to try it. Um, see, I I love it. I I could have fruit like with every course every meal like i love like fruit on salads i love you know like i don't know i i just i like the salty and sweet stuff so i fruit usually works works for me in that capacity hmm. um nick had orange uh, he was in the bottom with his vegetable fried rice kumquat and peach hot sauce with charred papayas and cauliflower um they quite like the hot sauce is that correct or am i mm -hmm. making that up I mean, the hot sauce sounded good and yeah. like the whole idea of it sounded pretty good. Um, and it would be the one that I would want to try, but unfortunately it didn't taste as good as it, it seemed like it was going to taste. 
And we've got more cauliflower here in this. Thing. More <laughs> cauliflower, cauliflower, cauliflower. Yes. Reminiscent of Philip back in Top Chef, California. Um, Evelyn, I feel like had the toughest challenge. She pulled black. Um, and I was like, what? What vegetables? What vegetables? And but she made charred eggplant and black bean soup with dill yogurt and black radish crumble. Um, she said like the toughest part of the challenge for her was that sure the flesh of the vegetable was black, but the inside was not. And so she really had to try hard to kind of keep that color theme going. Um, and she did a great job. And I continue to be an of a of a stan. Of a stan. But my mind immediately went to squidding, and then she said. Mm-hmm. Without using squid ink. So would squid ink have violated the vegetarian element? I would say yes. Okay. I would say yes. But, you know, um, so Nick. Probably dumping a lot of just multiple colors of food coloring to get the black color would probably also be against the spirit of the challenge. I would think so, yeah. I'm going to make something that's tasty and then just dye it black. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I love this challenge. I really love when they do veg focus challenges. I, I wish we could see some more elimination challenges like that. Um, so I love this. And, and, and Damar has, uh, Damar has immunity going into the elimination challenge, which, uh, I, I really love the way that Top Chef in the last couple seasons has, um, made an effort to connect with the place they are and i think going to freetown and getting an understanding of what that place is and what it means to houston and what it means um to the black community of houston was really special and i think the food that they created for this challenge showed how special they all thought it was yep. uh, <laughs> it was, it was actually a really cool moment though like for the fact that like you know, having focus, like, I didn't really even know what Juneteenth was until 2020. And I, like, uh, I was surprised. I was like, what is this? Like, is, are we in a Mandela effect here? Like, how have I not known about this being going on for, for hundreds of years? And so it was really nice to, it, it you know, be focusing on this part of the, the, the city and a part of the community that I've never focused on. And so millions of people, I'm sure, have never really thought about or focused on. So I thought that was really cool. And then what also I thought was really cool is it made me think about names because it was called free man and you know it actually specifically related to men being free or man being free and this was a place where free men men and women obviously but could come and so that also reminded me of like last names and then how last names sometimes you know slave owners if you that would how you'd get your last name and so i just started really going down kind of like a, a, a rabbit hole of like understanding culture and how names got developed and how you know i thought it was really cool how what was going on at the time really influenced the name of the city and then also the names of the people that lived there so yeah and and yeah it's really interesting like the 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 concept that okay now you know now this whole segment of the population is is free but there's no foundation for them to build off of. And that that's what this was, this, you know, Friedman's town was kind of started is, you know, not sure where you can go, not sure where to get started. You know, everybody welcome here. We'll help every, you know, try to get everybody up on their feet and, you know, you know, started on this, this, this new path and this new life. And the, I thought it was, I thought it was also interesting. I'm not sure uh, what the two of you think in terms of, even though they kind of opened the door to talking about, soul food, they really wanted to look at it in terms of like food from your soul. So it wasn't necessarily, pigeonholing people into a specific type of cuisine but just something that was important to who who they identified as as a person or like 
who they were deep down inside. What did you think about like the kind of that, that twist on, on soul food of just literally being something from you and your own soul? I love that personally, because then you could see all these stories. And I'm sure that's probably why the producers like, you know, let's make it their own soul food so we can get them going back into their history and showing what has meant something to them, what might have influenced their food journey, what is something that they remember from their childhood. And so it would just bring out all these different stories. And hopefully it would also reflect in their food to have some really, you know, heartfelt like soul food that they would be presenting to the judges. So I thought it was a really smart angle to be able to ask the contestants to go deep within as opposed to trying to make something fit with their environment. I completely agree. I I just I think they make their best food when they're doing something that they know. And of course, like it's amazing to be able to expand outside of your realm of knowledge. Um, but I think with a challenge that felt as poignant as this one, I think it was more important to have great food than try and stick to not the limitations, but the limitations of what soul food is maybe. Um, and I think I think, you know, Jim brought it up a, a couple of weeks ago when he talked with us that, you know, a soul food a lot of the time is derived um, from from slavery roots. And there's often a lot of commodification with that of of people who are who did not have that lived experience. Um, so for them to kind of go in the route of cook from your heart, let's see what like soul means to you. Let's see what like you want to cook. And I, I thought it turned out really well. And I think, I think it fit with the feeling that they wanted, but also like provided great food. There were, there was some, I think for me, some overlap between some of the sentiments expressed during matriarchs restaurant, restaurant wars, kitchen run because there was a lot of tapping because that was the, the chefs in that kitchen were reflecting on, you know, how the, motherly figures in their life impacted their love of food. And we saw a lot of that in this one as well, which got me also wondering is like, I wonder if over the course of Top Chef, if there's ever been a situation where people are like, okay, I'm going to pull this stunner out of my pocket for the quick fire. And then you get to the uh, elimination challenge. You're like, I should have saved that for the elimination. Because you can't do the same thing twice in a row, obviously. But I'm wondering if there's ever a like a a uh, yeah. a mental Rolodex that kind of gets tapped into. It's a little like the the old days of The Apprentice, where people are like, I'm bringing in my big fundraiser for this one, not realizing you maybe should have saved the big fundraiser for the next challenge. Uh, or, or kind of like with um, RuPaul's Drag Race, how they bring certain costumes for, for certain challenges and then maybe they use, a, a, you know, an outfit mm-hmm. that they could have used for something later and be like, oh, I wish that they kind of reconfigured this. So I'm sure that they have different recipes, different thoughts of what they could do depending on certain challenges. And so they're probably sometimes like, drat, I should change the order of these things. Yeah, so that's... That's really funny because both of those really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nick, he made Nana's salmon cake with remoulade and Hop and John salad. Oh, this salmon cake just looked gorgeous. I love a good salmon cake. I want salmon cake, crab cake, any of those cakes. Shrimp Um, cake. Shrimp cakes. Birthday cake. I'm just (laughs) I'm trying to remember when he first brought up the salmon cake, I misheard what he said. And I think it was like, I thought he was going to go for a dessert. Like, like, I think I I thought I heard him say like, I thought he said melon cake. When he said salmon cake, I'm like, what's a melon cake going to look like? Okay. You want to pair that with a hop and John salad? You go, Nick. But let's see what this melon cake looks like. And then obviously, you know, we get to the the reality that I'm not living in. Uh, and we see that it's the Nana's, Nana's salmon cake. So Nick and Nick was in Matriarch last week yes. as well. So, okay. Yes. So yeah. nothing, we have Nana, we have Mama, we have Mom's meatloaf, we have Grandma's curry. There's still a lot. Like, <laughs> at least four of these seven dishes all give a direct callback to uh, a mom or grandmother in someone's life. So I think that's, that's kind of, I, th- I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, honestly, my, my husband, Ethan, not the biggest seafood guy. Um, so, so I know it's, it, it's tough, but look, <laughs> um, when Nick was talking about a salmon cake, Ethan was just like perplexed. He was like, he's going to make a cake with like, he thought it was going to be like a pound cake with salmon in it. And I was like, Ew. I was like, Deb, no, like think, a crab yeah, think cake. Crab cake. He's like, oh yeah, I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> My I, think, yeah, I think Ethan and I would get along because that's the sort you, of mistake I would make. <laughs> you, you two would be like two peas in a pod. That's for darn sure. Um, Jay, she was in the top. I, she won. She won with her wow. mama Kim's flaked cod with Korean sweet potatoes, kimchi, and shrimp bisque. I love the way that she like took, um, you know, her experiences from living in New Orleans, but also mixed it with like her background, her culture, and you know, she's kind of said before, like, "Hey, I don't cook a whole lot of Asian food." She loves cooking fish. So I thought this was so lovely from her. And I just love Jay so much. And I'm so thrilled for her win there. Um, And this looked delicious. And I loved how she kind of took us back to when she was young and first having her first bites of fish. And and so it's kind of like making like a baby bite of fish with like this, I think it was sweet potato puree. And so I was just like, oh, that's just like a nice way to tie in the story. So if she's talking to the judges, like it's like a nice little understanding of like where this really came from. So I thought that that was smart as well. For For someone who says they don't cook a lot of Southeast Asian food. Jay cooks a lot of Southeast Asian food. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to call her out on it, but like I just randomly picked a different uh, episode uh, from, from our spreadsheet, like episode five. Oh, yeah. She made the, uh, the shrimp and lobster toast. Uh, that's uh, uh, definitely has Asian, Asian origins. And then she made the uh, Cajun, Korea, Korea Cajun style barbecue. 
barbecue brisket. So Asian pear, I mean, yeah. So she, I she does just, dip into it. She I wonder if it's just it. like in her career and she's thinking about uh, yeah. she doesn't like do it. But like when she's at home, she kind of mixes what she's good at with like her background. Um, and so I, I think coming to Top Shop is really um, given her an opportunity to show to herself how how um, great she is at, at uh, a couple different avenues. Yeah. Uh, Evelyn made beet sope with chorizo, charred pineapple, and salsa verde. Again, you throw pineapple on anything, please sign me up. I am so in. I love charred pineapple with chorizo. Oh my god, amazing! Beet and chorizo, though that would that throws me a little bit. I guess I'm not used to seeing beets outside of salads, mm-hmm. you know, or, or veggie veggie dishes. So the the beet and chorizo combination. Um, intriguing tell me more evelyn (laughs) (laughs) all of evelyn's food i'm always just like i really want to taste it because if like the judges are going like they're so gaga all over her food all the time i'm just like i just want to try it i want to taste all these delicious foods that she made so hers was definitely one that i was like yep i would be getting probably seconds at that booth for sure uh actually one of our former uh guests asia got to try some of (gasps) food from Evelyn this week. She sent me a picture that she'd met Evelyn and what? went to one of her pop-ups and she said the food was great and Evelyn was wonderful as 100% expected. Jelly. Definitely I know, right? Mm-hmm. I was so jealous. I was like, oh, I want, I want, I want to go to there. Um, Damar made hoe cakes and collard greens with smoked ham hock. Again, they were set, like, like we said before, they were kind of setting Damar up for some some light failure because his hoe cakes just weren't working. And you know what I love about Damar is how resilient he is. Like, I find that when he runs into an issue, he doesn't crumble. He really like goes, okay, like how do I rework this? How do I make it work? Like he automatically goes into recovery mode i guess or i don't know what it is but he, 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 does a great job of that. he can pivot quickly he's a pivoter for sure um and i just I'm, love damar and when you get the when you get one of those damar smiles <laughs> he's so cute <laughs> those pops I, f- I feel i need to channel our friend latanya and say collard greens there's other kinds but <laughs> But though I've never had them, to be honest, and, you know, even being like before they got to have all the different um, soul food from like the Southern kitchen, like I've never actually tried some of these before. So for me, it was something that's still unique because it's not something that I'm very familiar with. So I- I'll give Damar a pass. <laughs> oh, I'll, this, I'll give him a pass. All right. <laughs> this was one of the two dishes I most wanted to try. This looked amazing. And I thought that they're also setting us up here when he's like, I don't have enough batter to keep on throwing away burnt yeah. hoe cakes. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's going to run out of batter or he's going to be like, you know, making them quickly in front of the judges and that's going to be raw on the inside. Like I was like already troubleshooting for him all the things that could possibly go <laughs> yeah. wrong. And <laughs> I, I, was an, I was anticipating a, it's a good thing you had immunity, Damar. Yeah. Like a moment with, with Padma, but it did not come to that. Or like him not even being able to put it on the plate and then being like, oh, there's whole cakes on the menu. Why aren't they here? Yeah. Where's my whole cake? Um, Ashley made low country crab rice with oyster gravy. So she took the low country crab rice from her, her dad's heritage and then the oyster gravy from her mom's. Um, the, 
I give me that low country crab rice. I think on its own, I don't want the gravy. I don't mm. love my food getting a little on the mushy side. And it seemed like that was kind of their issue with it the most um, was that it was two things that probably didn't need to go together as much. Um, I agree. So, the, the crab rice looked good. It was like the gravy just was an, for me would have been an unnecessary element. Was, was it that her mom was the, was that the Appalachia part, the oyster yes. gravy? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Ashley was in the bottom with this dish, and this was the first one where I was like, oh, okay, we will have somebody go home. It's yeah. not necessarily Ashley, but like there is some uh, neg- negative feedback. But honestly, it seemed like whoever, whatever group of judges went first had a different dish than the second group of judges because the one group was like, yeah, I thought it was pretty crispy and nice. Yeah, there was definitely slight differences in the reaction to the two waves of dining. Mm-hmm. Um, our good friend Luke, um, he made mom's <laughs> meatloaf fricadeller style with white cheddar mash and grady glaze. Uh, Padma said, don't be light on those mashed potatoes. And boy, do I feel that. This looks good. This, this along with the hoe cakes or what I take aside the fact that it was the losing dish. This just <laughs> like the white cheddar mash, the meatloaf, just to sound like comfort seven ways. And, um, and I think this is one of those things where, the way that the judge, the, the the initial round of pre-judges table discussion, I thought that there was much more negative said about Ashley's dish than Luke's. I thought so too, and I wonder, I wonder if they were just like mercy killing Luke at this point. I don't know, but the it, it seemed like I don't know if the second round of judge or the second pass had a different experience, but at, at judges table. There was a lot of piling on on Luke that surprised me in terms of negative, more negative things about the dish. Because I thought it was like it was maybe just a little too dense, whereas there seemed to be more egregious errors with the execution of Ashley's. So this I one, I went into it thinking Ashley was going home. And then like right immediately pre-announcement, I was like, I don't know if it's Ashley or if it's Luke. And maybe it's Buddha. I, I have no idea who was going to go home when it came to the point where Patton was about to announce it. Well, I didn't think it was going to be Buddha because, like, I feel like he's been too successful for most of the season that, like, I don't think that his error this time around was enough to get him sent home. I was thinking, I don't remember who, it might have been Kwame that said um, it was a technical error with Luke's dish and that, like, they couldn't look past the fact that Mm. he didn't make a good meatball. Um, And so, like, then when they said that, I was like, okay, I think Luke is going home. I think that they want to keep Ashley here because Ashley kind of goes up and down in her cooking but when she goes up she really nails it and it hits it out of the park and has won some challenges so I think that because Luke has kind of never really done that great he's always just been like mediocre maybe a little bit above mediocre that they're just kind of like yeah this is technical I don't know if I expect you to do better in future episodes especially against the other people that um, were on the bottom this time I wonder if he tried to play the well that's just the freak of dollar style like it's that's just they're just that <laughs> frikadeller is Danish for dense. It, yeah, it doesn't seem like Luke's the type of guy to try and like bullshit his way through an elimination. No. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think he has it in him. Also, I was asked to bring up Kwame's gold glove. Uh, yes, thank you. Challenge. <laughs> um, f- fashion boy of my heart. God, I love Kwame. Beautiful it was gold like, glove. Top Chef Thanos edition. Was like, his hand not hot under the gold glove in Texas in a presumably summer fall? I thought Probably. I would have almost been pictured it being a little bit cooling, like the cold metal on your, <laughs> on your skin. I don't know. 
I don't. Th- I don't think it would have heated up much. I was waiting for like a jazz hands in front of the face or something. <laughs> yeah, God, I loved it. Um, and our last dish was Buddha with grandma's curry, nasi lemak. Um, and again, like this was an interesting dish because the judges it felt like they were just trying to find an issue um, because they're like, yeah. every element is so good, but together they just don't work. And it was like, together they're, it's missing season. And I was like, what? And in this one, they didn't, they had, they, they kept all seven judges or all seven contestants up there. They didn't really have a, Mm-mm. they didn't call out you three at the top, you three at the bottom. You could just kind of tell that the, the last three were the de facto bottom, but they didn't have like step aside, you know, the three of you over here, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, I think they, otherwise it would have, they had to have something negative to say, I think about a third dish. Otherwise maybe it would have just been too focus they don't maybe want maybe don't want to focus on just two contestants but well they wanted um buddha to turn up the heat and you, padma always likes the heat like they she likes things that are flavorful and spicy and just full and so if she if they're asking him to turn up the heat it must have kind of just been maybe all one note maybe no nothing mm-hmm. that popped um, no they layers. also mentioned cohesiveness so maybe it was just two one note and it might have been like it tastes okay but it's just like not great nothing popped need a little it, more it, it seems like in many seasons we'll have a curry dish maybe once or twice and there's the fear of Padma and her knowledge of curry and we're not going to go there but it's like the moment like I think somebody the first time somebody made curry this season I think that just like opened the doors for everybody to, to make curry whenever they wanted to and I mean that's a fine thing I'm not saying that's bad but in terms of like How, we don't we don't curry hear keeping curry no, I'm just kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. but the, it, it's we don't hear now every time that curry is every time that curry is presented what we don't hear is the Oh, but Padma, Padma mm-hmm. knows her curry. It's like they've they've kind of put that out of their minds or at least out of the edit. And I actually appreciate that. I do too. And I think it's because there's actually, for once, people on, contestants on the show who also have like curry backgrounds, like who are from backgrounds that, you know, have curry in them as well. Except when Evelyn was teaching Luke to make the curry in Restaurant Wars, that didn't quite go so well. Uh, fair, 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 fair. fair, 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 fair. <laughs> but could Luke have been the culprit here? Yeah, no, no. Like, where, yeah, where, where did the, <laughs> yeah, where is the, where does the blame lie? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then that's it for the episode. We say goodbye to Luke. Um, sorry, Luke. Sorry, this was tough. You get your honorable mention, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think they, they knew that he was going to be gone. Yeah. It's a shame. And, um, you know, on to Last Chance Kitchen, he goes. 
where I thought he was, and again, I just thought from like the edit and all the comments from Padma about like, you finally see Luke coming out of his shell. And like, I thought for sure that he was going to win last chance kitchen and like, then maybe eventually be the one that comes back just to kind of fulfill on that edit. But no, uh, Chantal, you don't mind if we spoil Last Chance Kitchen for you, do you? Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I usually watch it, but like, it doesn't, I can't get it on my TV. I have to watch it on my computer, and I don't love watching things on my computer. So yeah. if I don't go and try to like smear it, like I just forget about it, and then someone comes back in. So you can spoil it. <laughs> I even tried to watch it on my iPad today, and it was like the page just like wasn't letting me watch it on my iPad for some reason. So that was upsetting. Yeah, the and so in in LCK, well, it's interesting. They had a they had the the taste test challenge that we've been talking about oh, this whole season, gosh. but it was like one week too late uh, for Jackson, um, or to see how he would have <laughs> reacted to it. Um, but they had to taste test blindfolded. They had five minutes to taste test uh, to taste twenty different like herb spices seasonings, and then if they could correct whatever ones they could correctly name, they could then use in the dish that they had to make. Um, and so out of the 20 spices, Sarah correctly guessed 20, 10 of them. It's not, not all 20. And Luke was able to guess five of them. And I think Sarah ended up using every one of the spices that she named, which included cinnamon as well as more like savory spices. Whereas Luke, one of the ones he got was cinnamon and that's one he ended up not using. And I almost think it would be good to do bad at this one. Where it's like, I think you, um, if you only had access to three or four spices, do you, you have, oh, do you don't, you didn't have to use all of them. No, you just right. couldn't use the ones you didn't name correctly. Right, right. And also in this one, Luke didn't see salt and pepper were not part of the spices, or at least salt wasn't. Um, and he didn't notice that there was like salt underneath his workstation. And so he almost, he didn't salt it until 18 minutes in. And, which I guess like they didn't they didn't have time to absorb, so he had a salting issue again. But I think he oversalted because it didn't have time to absorb into the food. I think the comment was, "This is the one time that your food was oversalted." Oh, baby! But everybody in the peanut gallery was looking at him like, "Is he is he gonna does he gonna add salt? Does he does he realize there's salt there?" And I didn't think they were going to call it out because you even have a confessional of Sarah saying he hasn't used salt yet. <laughs> like I, and I'm hoping he doesn't until maybe the very end. Um. But Sarah ended up making roasted carrots, herbed pesto with pickled carrots and candied almonds. So you can see like the cinnamon element in there with the candied almonds. Um, Luke made uh, roasted yellow and green cauliflower. Again, cauliflower, doing a lot of lifting here. Roasted <laughs> yellow and green cauliflower with cauliflower and kale puree. So you've got roasted and pureed cauliflower. Um, the, and I think Sarah acknowledges, I think a lot, of the, a lot of the issues had to do with the seasoning of Luke's dish. Sarah even acknowledges that if Luke had noticed the salt earlier, she would be going home. She would have been eliminated. So she strongly believes that his lack of use of salt until the very end was instrumental in her winning this one. But I really wish Jackson had done the taste test because that would have just been, nope, nope. I feel like say the same thing for everything. Or just guess. Yeah, exactly. Guess. Paprika, paprika, paprika. One of these has to be paprika. And I've got a great paprika dish in mind. Um, did it have to be a vegetable dish again? No. Oh, no, they, they could they cook anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. I, they both did veg forward, I guess. But yeah, they both did veg forward here. They could literally, this is, you could cook whatever you want to, but the only catch is you have to, you can only use the spices or seasonings that you've identified. 
Um, and were there really challenging ones? Because I feel like it, it, that would be very easy. I know I'm sitting at home and yeah. like I'm watching be like, I know what garlic tastes like. I know what ginger tastes like. I was, I feel like I would know what they would taste like, but obviously I'm not in that situation. Well, I think, I, and, and Sarah was approaching it, by there were some one, like they both, I think they both got rosemary. They both got cinnamon. So more of the stronger ones. Um, the difference, I think Sarah smelled it. and felt the texture of it mm, for a couple for a smart. few seconds before tasting it. Whereas Luke was pounding it like shots of tequila. Like so, <laughs> so, how are you tasting? And yeah, it's exactly. So <laughs> so so Sarah was like, oh, so they're kind of questioning his approach to tasting them. Like you're not even like smelling them first. He's like, yeah, no, I've never really tested well <laughs> with Luke's so so when he tastes his own food he can't taste it properly probably yeah the the um but it it would but like i said i think like if you had only four or five seasonings to choose from that might more quickly point you toward a specific dish or type of dish than if you had like 10 like if you had all 20 seasonings that's like no guidance there's no frame around to focus you in on so um so like that's i was afraid uh, sarah was i think we, we've kind of used talked before about how katsuji in previous seasons always had like way too many components to his dishes made it overly complex and the fact that sarah was trying to use all 10 herbs or spices was like mind-blowing to me but apparently she, she managed it um but it, it didn't seem like from tom's reaction that either dish was blew him out of the water so i think that's where Sarah's reaction of if Luke had added salt earlier, she, he may have won. I can't honestly, like I'm thrilled, but I also can't believe Sarah is still like drucking it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping there's a little bit of desired momentum there. Like obviously it wouldn't be fair for the, for the judges to be like, well, that's a great story. If she, you know, yeah, for comes sure. back in, for sure. but, um, uh, I, I am I am rooting for her. Like, if the the moment, I only would want to see her go out to Nick, only because Nick's the only person I have left in my draft. Ooh, who's <laughs> so, on your uh, draft? I just have I just have Nick. I think um, Haley, you have three people. I think still left in the competition. You've got um, uh, you've got Evelyn, you've got Jay, you've got Buddha, and you've got Sarah in Last Chance Kitchen. Oh. Whoa, that's strong. Uh, team. Very strong. You've only lost technically one person, and that was Luke this week. <laughs> <laughs> he was like your first total elimination from the competition. I just had a good picker this season. That's... That will that will not continue for the Bachelorette, I'm sure. <laughs> I just need Nick to hang on. Good as luck. Makes some good food. He does. He has some good ideas. So. I just, you know, and it's funny because Brooke told us a couple of years ago, like, you can't just, you can't look, you can't read the edit in Top Chef. That's not how it works. But Nick isn't getting winners at it. Out of who is left, I feel like I have the least, um, least backup to support him winning. And Latanya has Damar, I'm assuming. She has Damar and Ashley, yes. Like both of both Demar and Ashley have stories of where they could win. I feel like Evelyn, Evelyn has a story. Does. Buddha has a story. Sarah now has a story. Um, well, Jay, Jake. I would say Jay kind of has a story, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
We, we didn't talk about how our girl Gail was one of the, the judges this week. You know, I love a good Canadian. We love a there. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> love Gail. I love Gail too. I'm like, anytime Gail's on, I'm like, cause I know she just loves food and how she talks about food. It's just like, it's, she's so passionate by it and passionate by it. Um, she's always, I'm always smiling when Gail is on my screen. Like, yeah, well, well, I think I would be like, if I was in a, room with all the judges i think like the 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 star power of tom and padma would dazzle me but i think i would most want to hang out with gail yeah i agree 100 percent. i mean tom I, he's like i worked i've worked in many restaurants and so you know i've had my chef crushes i think i would have a chef crush on tom if i was working at his restaurant yeah, like tom oh my god can i try some food <laughs> like Oh my god, what do you need making? to throw me a French fry? <laughs> oh, you need a taste tester for the calamari? Yeah, I have a great palate. Why don't you just pass me over a ring of calamari? I have the um, girl. Yeah, <sighs> that's and that's that's the episode. Chantel, what have you been eating this week? What have I been eating this week? Oh my goodness. Um, nothing crazy because, okay, so since 2020 happened, I've been pretty quarantined and like not making as much money as I used to make. So I, I was, I had to wean myself off completely. Do you know those, um, these noodles? Um, they are so delicious and I care about, they're Indonesian noodles and they're so good, but you, they're small and you usually would do like a pack and a half and I'd have like, end up having the two packets and so like i've gained like 20 20 20 pounds and so i've been doing my best to not eat as many starches like i've been buying gluten-free bread because i'm just like i'm not as active as i used to be mm. and so i'm really trying to be very veg forward i don't eat meat meat anymore i stopped eating meat in like 2012 so i still eat fish and i do my best to just eat vegetables so my diet hasn't been that exciting but i We'll be going to New York on Tuesday. Oh, I'm so, so jealous. All, all my I friends will are hanging be... out without me. I'm going to be just like sitting at home. Like, <laughs> Why aren't you coming? Uh, I we 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 booked our honeymoon for uh, the fall, and so we just like couldn't swing both. So. Ugh. So yeah, I, I might open up my palette to do all the New York things, but this week nothing that exciting because I'm trying to get rid <laughs> of that 20, 20, 20 pounds. <laughs> Kurt, what what was on your menu this week? I also I didn't have anything terribly exciting this week. Um I carbo loaded on Saturday. I had a I just it's been ages since I've had fettuccine Alfredo, and I was just craving pasta. So I got to go from a local pizzeria, I got some um, Carolina buffalo wing, Carolina barbecue wings, mm. and some of the mustard-based uh, Carolina barbecue, um, and a serving of the uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Um, made that stretch across a couple meals, so I did not down everything in one sitting, which is unusual for me. I also had my first Wahlburgers experience this week. Wow. The, are you familiar with Wahlburgers? Well, from like the outside. I haven't like okay. I have never tried it. I think there is one in Toronto question what? mark. Uh not that I know of, but okay. maybe maybe Let me look. Oh, oh there is. 46 Where? Blue Jays Way. Okay. Huh. Okay. There's one that opened up near near me in the past six months, I want to say. Uh, but I'd never gone there. Um so I said, you know what? Friday I was craving a burger, so I got a burger. Um good actually. And then after this, I plan on going up to a local uh, Korean place. They make these amazing spicy pork burritos. Um, 
so I'm planning on on probably going to have that today as well. Otherwise, nothing terribly uh, exciting. Uh, I did buy some rum and strawberry puree and <laughs> pineapple peach juice just to mix things together. But mm-hmm. yeah. I actually, I lied. There was something that I ordered that was very unique. Um, it was last Friday, so I didn't really think about it for this week. So um, I saw a friend of mine had on her stories that she was eating at this place called Caribbean Slice. And so basically they put different Caribbean foods on a pizza or they stuff a patty with different Caribbean foods. So I actually ordered an ackee and saltfish pizza, which was, I thought it was, it was a good idea. It was good. I wish that there was more ackee and saltfish for my liking, but it was an interesting concept. And then I got a patty with um, salt and pepper shrimp, um, which was also very interesting. So I did try something very unique. It was called Caribbean Slice, I believe. And Ooh. I tried that last Friday. See, I love it when I have like Canadians on the podcast or especially like, Torontonians, because like theoretically I can have what you are talking about like <laughs> because I feel like you and like Kurt and Latani are always like yeah this Chicago restaurant and I'm like but now the Torontonian restaurant yeah this sounds fantastic Ooh, oxtail definitely pizza, interesting jerk seafood pizza, Ooh, jerk seafood pizza. <laughs> so it was Ooh, definitely yeah. really interesting a combination and I was like I was happy to support somebody's creative idea here in Toronto there's i just discovered a place over the weekend near me i think it's called social misfits they are a waffle and cocktail restaurant um (laughs) so it's like their their menu is entirely sweet and savory waffles like there'll be a waffle that's kind of like a breakfast eggs benedict waffle they have a waffle made out of ramen and it's like an asian themed waffle and then you have like your whole like belgiany waffly sort of sweet ones as well i've not i've not yet gone there it's within walking distance of me. Um, but that's, I just, cause that's extremely intriguing. And then like a huge cocktail list. And I love me some cocktails. And I love waffles. I am a waffles over pancakes, bitch every day. I'm never sure who, why people like pancakes over either. Like French toast is better than pancakes and waffles are also better than pancakes in my opinion. Like More waffles just, crannies. yeah, the syrup crannies. Like I'm yeah. in. <laughs> oh gosh. I love them. I love them so, so much. They've got, sorry, just looking up, they've got a, um, their teen spirit waffle, macaroni and cheese, four cheese cream, Parmesan crisp chives. And you can add buttermilk fried chicken to it. They've got their hashtag, which is waffled potato hash, chicken sausage, fried farm egg, chive and hot sauce. And their sweet ones. They've got like the Rebels Last Supper, apple compote, graham cracker, vanilla whipped cream, berries and mint on a waffle. Oh, this makes me want waffle. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I also... I also want a waffle. I did. I did have a waffle uh, this week. I had a a chicken and waffle sandwich that was really delicious. Um, wait, actually, did I talk about that last Sunday? Maybe. Maybe that I did. Sounds familiar. I did because I did have it last Sunday for lunch, so it was delicious. Um, I made I made those Parker House rolls. I said I was going to. And oh, nice! They turned out really lovely. I really enjoyed them. I think it was a fun recipe to do. It was just out of the joy of cooking. My favorite cookbook because every single recipe of all time is in there, and I love it. Um, did you post a picture of it? I did. Yes, on the feed, on the feed, on the main feed. Um, I'm having a lot of fun now that I figured out. Um, how to use yeast properly. I think I was always killing it because I didn't realize the water was too hot. Like I just don't mm. have a great sense of like of 100 degree water is like actually not that hot, you know? So 
yeah, that's that's the Parker House rolls with hot honey butter. Ooh. I I enjoy. You know, you know, I love wow. hot honey. Um, <laughs> so that was that. Um, I also saw this recipe on TikTok last week. It was like a creamy Tuscan chicken. So we made that for dinner one night, and that was really fantastic. I would definitely make that again. Um, and then Friday, our our, our treat dinner this week was uh, sushi. I hadn't had sushi in a long time, so Ethan picks them up, and it was fantastic. I am getting a meal kit on Tuesday. I can't remember what the dishes, two of the dishes are, but the third one's a brunch dish. Like, are you familiar with the uh, the baking, the galette, G-A-L-E-T? Yes. Okay. I've yes. never made one before, but this is like an everything bagel and salmon galette. <gasps> cool. So like you make it, but with cream cheese layered onto it and, yeah. and tomatoes and salmon and capers. So, um, and I believe with this one, I had like the last the last baking dish I had from this meal kit, they gave you like a ball of dough to roll out. But this one, I think you actually have to make the dough. So I, I made a galette last late summer. I made like a nectarine galette and I really enjoyed it because it gave me enough pie-ness without being like a full pie. You know yeah. what I mean? So Can you help like- me understand what a galette is? I'm trying to conceptualize it. Yes. So it's like it's like an open face pie almost. Like I was picture like a pizza yeah but you but you roll like you put this you roll the edges in is how i kind of conceptualized it let so me find hold them uh, over each other let me find a picture of the one i made last year and i'll just oh just throw that up there yeah oh, here it's okay give me one second yeah, so it's pretty flat and round but then the edges kind of get crimped over inward so that's kind of overlaying some of the toppings if you look in the private chat, I put a I put I put a link to the Instagram photo of it. I'm excited for this. I'm gonna learn something new today. Oh classic Galette. Classic Galette. <laughs> Slash is not coming up. Okay, yeah, that's what I was picturing once you started talking about it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's really delicious. Okay, and I, I, I love I love a Galette actually. A lot of fun. I wanna I wanna make some more this summer with some seasonal fruit, maybe. Ooh, maybe a strawberry rhubarb once the strawberries come up popping. Ooh. Yeah, so that's that's it. That's it for our food. Chantel, where can where can people <laughs> find you if if you wanna find if you want them to find you on the internet? Sure. Um, if you go to at Shan Fran Fran on Instagram, all my socials are there. And then if you want to follow me or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Reality Realness with three S's, things are slowing down right now, but things are about to start ramping up with what we're going to be covering. So definitely The Bachelorette's going to be popping in there. Uh, definitely The Challenge All Stars is going to be picking up. And then in the summer, Big Brother. And Love Island, UK and US. So things are starting to... You are going to have a packed schedule. Yeah, I did it last summer and I was like doing like five live streams (laughs) a day at one point. I was like, okay, let's go. Um, But anything for people that love watching reality TV. So I'm okay with it. Kurt, where can people find you? Um, I am at Kurt Clark with two C's on most uh, social media platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, Untapped, if you want to see the different adult beverages I'm drinking, I check into those on Untapped. Um, yeah. That's right. about it. And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. If you want to check out what I'm reading, you can check out my bookstagram at the Strong Library. Send me some book recommendations because, boy, that page has been dry for a while now. I just have not been inspired to pick up any books lately. So please send, send me some recs and hopefully I can, I can uh, get back into it again. I, have you read I all the just, Bachelorette stuff? The Bachelor stuff? Like, 
there's, there's like a couple of bachelor franchise tell-alls about yeah I, well, I tell-alls, but like about the franchise and people's opinions about i've i've read a few and i've also read a couple books like based like loosely based on the bachelor like um one to watch was one i really enjoyed last year that was kind of bachelorette-ish um but like don't don't make me read Amanda Stan's book, please. <laughs> Maybe you should. I was Maybe thinking I about should. doing Maybe. a reality TV book club and just like read all of their terrible yeah. books. That's um, a, that, now that's an idea I love. <laughs> it's a reality right? TV book club. <laughs> Call me for that one for sure. Okay. All right. And until, until next time, back your knives and head on out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.